You're listening to Say Martin School Radio. Hola, chicos y chicas. Welcome to our new language podcast. I'm Miss Lopez and this is Say Martin's Radio. Let me introduce you to our first guest. Her name is Talula Machin. A huge welcome to you, Talula. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you very much for having me. Um, I think you know St. Martins, isn't it? I do. I uh, worked in St. Martins about four years ago for um, one term as a mentor for languages. Oh, we hope you come back then when all these restrictions are gone. So you are invited to come back there and see how much we improved in the language department as well. Thanks to the help of our mentors as well, Talula. Wonderful. I'd love to come back. I really enjoyed working in St. Martin's. Okay, so Talula, the, the reason why we are doing this podcast is because we want um, our key stage three students, mainly year seven, year eight, to understand that languages is not only about going on holidays and being able to speak to other people, which is perfectly fine. And I love to do that. And all of us, we like to do that and feel like we connect with the locals. But there are more to it than, than only that, isn't it? But before we, we start talking about how languages help you to, to develop professionally, I, I would like you to introduce yourself to, to our students. Um, where, were you um, where were you born and where do you grow up? Can you talk us a bit about yourself, Tarula? Yeah, of course. So um, I was actually born in Germany because um, mm. my dad was in the army. So um, a, lot of, a lot of people in the army are stationed in Germany at some point. So I was born in Germany and I moved back to the UK when I was three. So unfortunately, I don't speak any German, though I would love to. Um, and I grew up mostly in England, um, but my family originally came from Wales. So when I decided to go to university, um, I came to Cardiff. And I studied French uh, for my BA, so um, straight French. Um, but when you study that at university, you take lots of other modules as well. So I was doing things like business, philosophy, um, film, history, politics, um, lots of other stuff in my in my degree. Sorry to stop that because I think that's very interesting and that links yes. with with what we're talking about here. So when you did your degree. You didn't only study grammar and then written a book in a different language. There, there were other subjects there that they're very different to what we have accustomed to think it's languages studies, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in a year, you take like six different modules or six different classes. Um, and only one of those classes was actually in French language. Okay. So one sixth of my degree is French language. Everything else, like I said, was history, business. I did philosophy modules. I did a lot of literature and film modules, but that was five sixths of my degree. So the vast majority of my degree is in sort of French studies in culture and history and not necessarily just in the language. Okay, okay. Um, what did you decide to do once you, you finish your studies? Yeah, so after I finished my BA, I stayed at Cardiff to do a master's in translation studies. Um, I didn't like translation when I started my degree, um, but by my final year, I sort of understood translation in a different way, and I thought it was really interesting. So I did my master's, um, and then I became um, a 
part of the MFL mentoring project on the admin team and I've just worked my way up so I'm now the operations manager for the project. Oh that's impressive. So I'm not, I'm not going to delay this interview um, anymore and I'm not going to be the one conducting the interview. Uh, to do so we have three special journalists here. Uh, let me introduce you Morgan. Hola Morgan. Hola. Uh, Charlie. Hola Charlie. Hello. Ay, Ayan. Hola, Ayan. Hola. Muy bien. So, uh, chicos, uh, we have Talula here, and I know, I know you have prepared some questions for her. And uh, shall we start with the first one? Uh, and I think it's Charlie asking the first one. Come on, Charlie. Yep. Okay. Uh, what was the appeal of French to you, and why did you want to learn it? Uh, that is a great question. I think that everyone needs their own motivation for learning a language. Um, and for me, I think of languages like puzzles. Um, each section kind of builds to make something new. Um, and I really enjoyed French because it has a lot of similarities to English. So I could use the French to help me with my English. Um, but there are also enough differences for me to see that there are lots of different ways to communicate to speak, to structure language. Um, and I always have loved the, I've loved grammar and I love the way that French is kind of constructed. Um, and I also love the sound of French. Um, it was uh, the language that I had to study in school. So I didn't necessarily have a choice when I began studying it. Um, but the more I did it, the more I kind of enjoyed it. And I've just obviously carried on with it. Every time I got a choice, I kept choosing French, kept choosing French all the way to my degree. Hmm, very, 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 very interesting. I like that mindset you have with thinking with languages like puzzles, you know, I do, I do like that. You know, I like, yeah, I, I do like that kind of um, motive and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I definitely think that we've all got to have our own way of looking at it. And that will be different for everyone. For me, I think of it like a puzzle that I just want to solve. What inspired you to start learning languages? Um, yeah, so I think because I was born in Germany, like I said, um, I grew up um, in, in England, but always thinking about Europe and always thinking about other cultures and other languages. My family would always talk about Germany and, and how great it was there. My mum had moved over to Germany when she was five and um, left when she was 27. So she spoke German and, um, and talked a lot about Germany, about living in Berlin. Um, so it was always something that was just part of my childhood, even though I lived um, in England. And then also when I was a teenager, because we didn't have the money to go abroad, my mum used to organise for us to have Erasmus students come and stay in our house. So we had French students, Italian students, German students um, come and stay with us. Um, over the summer, we used to camp in our garden and they would sleep in our bedrooms, which was always quite funny. Um, but we always got an opportunity to, to meet people from different cultures, to talk to them. Um, and my mum was always keen to bring them to us because we didn't have the opportunity or the money to go there. Um, so speaking to people, getting to know people from different cultures, learning about them, especially when they were a similar age to me, because they would just be like maybe three or four years older than me, um, made a massive difference um, and made me want to just keep learning languages. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. How often do you use French in your daily life? 
Great question. Um, to be honest, I don't use French so much anymore. Um, not as much as I did a few years ago when I was properly studying it. Um, but that's actually because I use a lot more Welsh and a lot more Arabic. Um, so I learn Welsh, um, I learn Welsh for, for work um, and I use it in my job. I have colleagues who are first language Welsh speakers um, and so and because I work in education um, it's important that I use bits of Welsh and learn little bits of Welsh um, and also I have a lot of friends who are Arabic speakers so I've learned bits of Arabic um, to kind of be able to to talk with them and learn more about their food culture and um, their religion and things like that so I use a lot more Arabic and Welsh now um, rather than French um, but I still like to read in French I've always enjoyed um, reading um, and I also love listening to French music and pretending like I know exactly what they're saying and being able to sing along um, and in fact actually having French made it so much easier to learn Welsh and to learn Arabic um, because there are quite a lot of um, French words actually in Arabic so um, that's definitely helped so, um, before we move into the next question, Talula, I want you to help me here to uh, clarify something to my students, because one of the, the things I hear a lot as a teacher, okay, um, maybe Morgan, Charlie, Yaya um, will admit this, they are concerned when they come to St. Martin's because they have two languages, Welsh and Spanish. And uh, so, Yaya, Morgan, Charlie, was it that the concern maybe you thought it would be too hard or you will get confused? Uh, what, what do you think, Charlie? What do I think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know about having two different yeah. languages when you when you realize um, that you will have to do Welsh and Spanish. Yeah. Well, uh, to be honest, Welsh was pretty hard for me. I I mean, it, it was okay. I didn't think it was bad or anything. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, I it was pretty hard to learn though. You know, it was kind of hard to remember a lot of things, and and it was kind of the same for Spanish as well. Okay. You know, but but I have only been learning it for what uh, almost a year now, and I yeah. have like a lesson every week. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and what about you, Morgan? Were you concerned about the fact that you had two languages? Yeah, um, especially in year six, I thought um, remembering the language, I thought it would be tricky. But mm -hmm. I think when you know it, it clicks. Um, uh, and I think that's important, Alula, um, because you said something I find fascinating, which is I knew already French, so Arabic was easier. <laughs> so there is this misconception that learning more than one language produces confusion in your brain. What would you have to say to, to my, my students about that, Alula? Um, I would say that learning any language is additive. So it just adds benefits and it just adds and adds and adds. Um, it's not subtractive. It doesn't take away from anything. Um, lots of languages have similar ways of kind of constructing themselves. So Spanish um, grammatically can be quite similar to um, French and Italian because they're Romance languages. Um, Arabic is very similar to Hebrew because it's a Semitic language. So once you learn how languages work and um, what 
language uh, requires and things like what nouns are and what verbs are and things like that, it becomes so much easier to pick up more languages. Now, yes, you will get confused with different words. Um, I used to learn a bit of Italian and I used to get confused between my French and my Italian because there were words that were similar. Um, but I don't think that's anything to worry about. It's not a concern for me. Um, it just shows that your brain is trying to work things out and find a place to put all these words. And, you know, like you said, Morgan, the more you use it, the more your brain will be able to figure out where to put it and you'll get more comfortable. And, you know, especially here in Wales, lots of people when they're speaking Welsh will dip in and out of Welsh and English um, and code switch or code mesh, as we call it. So um, it's very natural to do that and it shouldn't be something that you're afraid of. I think if you force yourself into just one language and you're worried that you're going to make a mistake or get something wrong, then you won't learn. Um, it's the beauty of languages that you get to play with them, just like we would do in our first language. So for me, it's completely natural and it's it's half the fun of learning languages is to play with them. Absolutely. Uh, Charlie, next question, please. Okay. Uh, was it hard to learn French or was it pretty easy for you? That is a great question. Um, and Charlie, your comment earlier um, about, you know, actually how you found um, Welsh and, and finding Spanish quite difficult. I totally um, sort of understand that because when I first started learning French in year six, um, we got an hour a week in a group of 42 students and I had no idea what was going on. And I found it really frustrating because I was so confused. And this man just kept saying words at me and I was like, what are you saying? I don't understand. Um, but the more I kept at it, the more I found my way of, of finding it fun, of thinking of it like a puzzle, of thinking about the culture and everything else that went with it, um, the, more, the more I enjoyed it. For me, just practice a little bit every day um, and it gets easier. Um, I wouldn't say that languages come naturally to me. I met a lot of people on my degree who were studying triple languages and had other languages at home. Um, I met one guy who had five languages and I was like, wow, I, I don't understand that. So languages don't come naturally to me, um, but I definitely think they're worth putting the effort in and finding a way to make it work in your brain because it can work for everyone. Um, I'm very different from my sister. She um, is much more confident than I am. Um, but she also kind of has learning difficulties and, and struggled um, with languages. But we've both managed to, to learn one. She speaks um, Spanish, Mexican Spanish, um, and I obviously have, have some French. So, um, yeah, it's not, it's not always easy, and that's okay. I think it's important to say that it doesn't come easy to everyone, um, but that is all right, and you, you can make it work for you, and you just keep going with it and keep finding a way um, to make it to make it work because everyone can learn a language absolutely yeah yeah I, I can definitely relate to the part uh, where you were like there's this person spitting a bunch of words at me and it's like what do you mean you know um, hey, hello Charlie you mean me uh no not exactly no all right all right uh, I'm sorry if I offended you a bit there Mr <laughs> Lopez uh, no, we still friends Charlie <laughs> uh, um uh, we're going to go to the next question, and I think it's Morgan. Yes. What is your favourite French word and why? 
Oh, that's a great question. Um, I personally love words. Um, I think of um, myself as a logophile, so someone who, who loves words. Um, and I think that there are lots of words in another language that you just can't necessarily translate perfectly into, um, into English. Um, and so I prefer those words in another language, if you like. Um, I was thinking about what my favorite French word was. And if, if I may, can I have two? Um, because I think a lot of the words I love the sound of. So my favorite French word in terms of the sound is époustouflant. Um, um, and that means like breathtaking. So if you see a landscape and you think, oh, wow, look at those mountains, they're époustouflant, they're breathtaking. And I just love the way that word feels in my mouth and the sound that it makes. Um, but then I think there are also a lot of words where I love the meaning. And I think that the meaning is just so useful and quite descriptive. So my other sort of favorite word in French, which is one that I like to use in English, is the word tranche. Um, and it literally means like a slice or a piece or like a chunk. So une tranche de gâteau is like a big slice of cake. And I just love the meaning of that word and, and how it's really, in my brain, that's so descriptive. And like a slice of cake in English just doesn't sound as fun. So when I say tranche, I always think of like a big piece of chocolate cake. Um, and so it's one of my favorite words just because of the way that that just doesn't work in English in the same way. And in fact, we use the word tranche in English because there's just not quite the same meaning in the word slice or piece or chunk. Do you think that speaking other languages would help you get the job you want? Uh, yeah, I mean, the job that I have um, absolutely requires me to have different languages. So, like I said, whilst I don't necessarily use my French um, every day, um, the fact that I have different languages and the fact that I understand culture um, in a way that maybe people who speak just one language don't um, has massively benefited um, me being able to get a job. So at the MFL Mentoring Project, um, we we really look at different languages um, across the world. We don't just look at French and Spanish um, and German and Welsh that we're learning in Wales. We look at all languages. So for me, being able to understand language in general and being able to think between cultures, especially for my translation degree, um, that really, really helped um, me in getting my job. So I think it's as much the specific language that you learn that's useful, but also the skills that you have around that. So the skills of um, communication, the skills of sort of intercultural understanding, that's really beneficial for when you're looking for a job. And you get that with any language and every language. So the more languages you learn, um, the better you get at that. So definitely, I think that languages make you really, really employable. Okay, uh, have you ever been in France and actually used the language there with like locals there or, you know, something like that? Yeah, so as part of my degree, because I did a French degree, um, I went to France for a year and lived there. Um, I lived in a small town called Clément Ferrand, which is in the Auvergne region. So it's basically in the middle of France. Um, and to be honest, I was quite anxious about going. I was really worried about leaving all my family and my friends behind and having to um, 
to immerse myself in a new culture and, and constantly speak French. Um, I had to set up a bank account in French. Um, I had to rent an apartment in French. Um, and that was all um, quite nerve wracking at the time. But looking back, I can see how important important and how valuable that was. Um, so it helped me learn a lot more about French culture, but also about how French is practically used. Um, so I learned um, a few more kind of slang terms or words that people would use on the street. I'd learned the equivalent of people saying like. So in English, we constantly say like, um, and in French, they constantly say en fait. Um, and I didn't know that. I wasn't taught that in school um, or at university. But when I lived in France, I just heard people saying en fait, en fait all the time. And I thought that's so funny because that's how people actually use a language. Um, and that's how people actually used it in the Auvergne region, which is a little bit different to how people would use it in a different city. Um, it also massively improved my confidence. So my ability to come here and talk to you and um, have lots of people listen to me to me speak, I don't know I would have been able to do that before because now I think, oh, look, it's fine. I don't have to speak in French. Um, so it's all right, I can do this. I'm much more confident um, in my ability because I, I went to France and I set up a bank account and it was fine. Um, so yeah, going and living in the country, using the language is really, really beneficial. So I'd say if you get a chance to do that, take it because you will learn so much about the world and also just about yourself. And Morgan, next question. Do you think you know more about the French culture after learning the language? Yeah, most definitely. Um, like I said, there are a lot of words that are kind of specific to French, like the word tranche, um, or that are linked to French culture. So um, learning more about the language helped me to see like a French perspective on the world um, when it comes to things like politics um, and the way um, that they kind of do politics in France. Um, and I think I only really began to appreciate that at university when I got sort of like a higher level in French. Um, but that's not to say that it wasn't there before. I think I just wasn't aware of it. No one had ever made me kind of aware of how important the connection between language and culture was. Um, but actually, when I got a bit further along with it, I, I realized that it gives you a perspective on the world. I think of it like a pair of glasses. You put on your pair of glasses and you see the world from like a French perspective. Um, so for example, to think of my of my Arabic, um, there's a word that constantly gets used in Arabic, which is um, inshallah, um, which literally means God willing. Um, but they use it like we might use the word hopefully in English. Um, so if you say, oh, I'll see you tomorrow, they would respond inshallah rather than being like, yes, I will. And that says a lot about their culture because it's more of, um, if God wills it, yes, I'll be there. And I had to kind of learn that that does mean they will come. For me, it was like, oh, hopefully I'll come. And I would always think, well, are you coming then? If you just hope, you're, are you coming? Yes or no? But it's part of their culture and part of their language to say, inshallah. And it, it's everywhere, they, they do it with everything. And now I find myself kind of doing the same and hearing people say things. And then in my brain, I respond, inshallah, um, because it's 
it's like a it's a cultural point it's what you say um so yeah culture and language um hugely linked and really really important to to learn both and if you're interested in culture you're gonna have to learn at least one language for sure yeah yeah um what do you like to learn a particular language yes um so i learned a little bit of italian in the past um, and I obviously learned some French. Um, I have learned a little bit of Spanish, but it's mostly from Netflix. I'm not going to lie, Mr. Lopez. Um, but there was a there was a few particularly good French, um, sorry, Spanish um, series on on Netflix. Um, and just being able to read it and hear words um, helped me kind of make that connection. And because I've learned other languages, picking up a language from Netflix is that bit easier. Um, I can kind of hear the way that they're using the language. Um, I'd love to go and learn some Scandinavian languages. Um, so I learned Danish for about three months, one summer, about five years ago. And um, I love the sound of it. I loved that, again, it was similar to English, but in a different way to French. Um, like I said, I'm learning some um, some Arabic and I'd like to improve my Welsh. Um, but just as um, something that's a bit sort of out there, I'd love to go and learn some Hebrew and some Turkish. Um, so for me, it's about picking up as many languages as possible. Yeah, yeah. Because guys, uh, I tell you what, I, I speak obviously I speak Spanish. I learn English. Uh, my, I learn French, although it's a bit rusty now. But I'm learning Greek now, and I did Latin in university and ancient Greek. So I don't know to rule it. It's just addictive, isn't it? Yeah. I, I yeah, absolutely. I definitely think it's addictive. And the more, like I said, the more you pick up different languages, especially ones from different language families, um, it just makes it easier to look at a new language and figure out the basics quite quickly. And like I said, I'm not interested in being fluent in these languages. I don't, I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to become a translator or be able to interpret for the EU. That's not why I'm doing it. You know, we need to have our own motivation. For me, it's, it's like a hobby. Um, it's like collecting different yeah. languages, collecting different cultures, learning words, learning quirks. Um, so a sprinkle of different languages um, is, is good enough for me. And I think, again, it, what do you want out of it? What's your motivation? And once you've understood that, it makes it a lot easier to stick to stick with languages and, and just follow your nose and pick up the languages you want. Charlie. What was the hardest thing about learning a new language? Yeah. That's a hard one. Yeah, it is. And honestly, it's a great question because, like I said, languages are not easy for everyone. Um, and that's okay. Um, I think the hardest thing is sort of starting and getting over that initial feeling of, what are you saying? I don't understand. And <laughs> once you've got past that, it feels a lot more comfortable. I always think the first thing you should learn to say in any language is, I don't understand. <laughs> Um, before you say hello, before you say thank you, just learn to say, I don't understand, because you won't. And that's fine. That is okay. So starting um, is difficult. I think particularly because in our own languages, in English, I like to think that, you know, I'm, I'm quite good at speaking English and I can convey my thoughts and I'm quite intelligent in English. Whereas when I'm learning Arabic, I can't read the alphabet. I can barely construct a sentence and I feel silly. Um, so when you're starting, it's really difficult to 
take a step and just say, actually, that's okay. It's okay that I feel silly. That doesn't need to stop me. Um, you know, the more I learn, the more I pick up words, the more I understand, the easier it will get. There is something, Talula, about English speakers that I found and, and it really annoys me is the fact that you don't give yourself enough credit when mm. you speak a different language. Sometimes you don't give credit to how much you know about other language and you are scared or afraid or you feel I'm going to be ridiculous now if I say something. I think we need to correct with the new generation that, hey, the, the mistake we make mistakes. You make mistakes when you speak your own language. It's only normal that you make mistakes when you speak another one. But um, If I can add one point just about what you just said there about, I think, why Brits um, and English speakers particularly don't focus on what they've learned. They rather focus on what they don't know. Um, I was speaking to an Australian lecturer about three years ago, and he um, lectured in Indonesian languages um, because they learn a lot of Indonesian in Australia. It's close to their country. It makes sense. And he gave me an image that I, I found really, really useful. Um, and that's if you think of other subjects like maths or science, you're introduced to an idea and you are not aware of everything you don't know. When you first learn about algebra, you don't know about all the complications of algebra later down the line. When you first taught about atoms, you only know the information you're given. You're not aware of all this information you don't know. Whereas when you're, when you're learning a language, you are so aware of everything you don't know because you try and read a book and there are so many words you don't know. You'd listen to someone speak and you can't understand their accent or their constructions. You are constantly aware of everything you don't know. And so you focus on that rather than looking back at everything you have learned and patting yourself on the back when you remember a word. That's an achievement. And I think we should start doing that and saying, actually, I have learned so much and I know what, you know, inshallah means. Okay, I can't say it's full sentence in Arabic, but I have words and that's a start and that's great. Um, so yeah, if anyone finds that helpful, you know, we are super aware of everything we don't know when someone speaks to us in another language. That's okay. Think of everything you do know and focus on that and that will push you forward. Well, I, I don't know what you think, guys, but I think that that's fascinating. And uh, Thank you. I, I will definitely use that in my lessons, Talula. Sure. Um, we have a last question and uh, is from Morgan. What advice would you give to someone who is considering taking GCSEs language? Great question. You guys have so many fab questions. Um, I would say as much as possible, get comfortable with making mistakes. Like we said, it's fine. Um, and just immerse yourself in a language as much as you can. So I used to listen to the radio in French. I used to try and read books in French. I used to think about my hobbies. So the things that I like. So whether or not that's a sport, um, whether or not that's reading, whether or not that's watching films, um, sewing, gardening, football, gaming, whatever your hobby is, try and incorporate Spanish or French or German or Welsh into those hobbies. Don't try and force yourself to get like new hobbies in that language because you won't, you're not necessarily as interested in that. You won't keep at it. If you make that language part of your life and you live in that language, you'll find it more interesting. 
you'll find it more fun and you'll stick with it. So make, make languages your own, find your own motivation, find your own reason for doing it. And then when it gets hard, when you make mistakes, which is inevitable, keep going, don't stop. Um, speak to other people and you know smile at their mistakes. Remember that if someone was speaking to you, like Mr. Lopez said, in English or in Welsh that you know a lot better and you were hearing them speak, you would smile and nod and be like, yes, keep going, keep going. Do that to yourself and keep smiling, laugh through your mistakes and, and just keep going. It gets easier, the, you know, the better you get and the more you learn. Um, so resilience is really important when you're learning a language, just don't stop but find the reason why you're doing it. It's gonna be different from me. It's gonna be different from your classmates. It's gonna be different from Mr. Lopez. That's fine. Um, just keep going. Well, guys, let me just say that I found this first episode truly, truly inspirational. That's thanks to your questions, guys, Morgan, Charlie, and Yaya, of course, to your answers, Salula. Thank you Thank ever you. so much. Uh, Dior, gracias, shukran. Yes, shukran. <laughs> Um, we will invite you again if that's okay with you absolutely thank you so much so thank you Morgan gracias thank you adios 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 Charlie adios and adios Yayan adios adios Talula and thank you so much to you our dear listener that was all from St. Martin's Radio ciao ciao St. Martin's School Radio.